Hey guys, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. This is me, your host Shamima Shahzahan, and I welcome you to a brand new episode in the Shamima Shahzahan Leadership Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today because we will be talking about a very, very interesting concept. In fact, I'm going to be sharing one of my personal experiences with hope that it will inspire you to establish an active communication with God. I'm not necessarily talking about the conversation or the communication you can have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your salah or in your daily dua, but I'm talking about the communication that you can establish with God outside your acts of worship, in your day-to-day activities and dealings. Are you excited? Then keep listening. For now, let me cue the intro. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I'm Shamima Shah Jahan and welcome to the Shamima Shah Jahan Leadership Podcast. It's easy to feel stuck with the chaos happening around the world. But you know what? Your life doesn't have to reflect that. With mindfulness, paradigmship, and the right strategy, you can guide yourself to be a fruitful Muslim and be in momentum despite what's happening around you. That's where this podcast show comes in. It will fool you up with confidence in yourself and the God who created you so you can break through your limitations and become the leader you are destined to be. Tap into your God-given potential. Transform your life and those around you. Yes, we are talking not just about striving in this dunya, but also the akhirah. Because champ, there's a difference that only you can make. Ready to dive into holistic soulful goodness? Then consider subscribing to our show and hit play. And for bonus general dollars, share the khair with others. Alright, let's dive right into today's episode. All right, we're back. Now, before I go ahead and dive right into the content of my journal, I'm actually looking at my journal right now. You just heard the pages. Uh, Let me do something that I always do in all my podcast episodes, that is paint the picture so you have a little bit of background knowledge about where I am right now. If you are binge watching the podcast episodes, then you might be remembering from the last week's episode where I mentioned where there was a power cut about 5 a.m. in the morning and that is when I recorded last week's episode. And I'm recording this week's episode that you're listening to right now on the same day, except that now, alhamdulillah, 1.33 p.m., the power has come back Yay, I'm excited, alhamdulillah. So now what I'm going to talk to you about today has to do a little bit about the experience that I had when the power came back on. I recorded the previous episode and then I took a snack break and I was just relaxing and playing with my cat and it started to sweat and it was kind of stuffy because I live in the tropical island of Sri Lanka and right now it's the summer dry season so I need not explain to you how I must be feeling right now however I thought that I should do something without just waiting for the power to come back on so I just went ahead and thought I will do some writing therapy so when I sat down these were the 
exact words I wrote down. I wrote down the sentence, Oh my God, I feel so aligned today. Alhamdulillah. And when I ended that sentence, I got a little inspiration to pray Boha. To be honest, that this was something that was crossing my mind even before sitting down to write the journaling. But for some reason, I had forgotten about it. And then when I sat down to journal, this thought just popped in my head. And when I saw the time, it was 11.57 and Vohar today is around 12 something. So I had only a couple of minutes to spare if I were to insert a Boha prayer in my day. And, you know, I had like enough and more excuses to say that, okay, wait, let me just pray from tomorrow because I just got a few minutes. Probably by the time I take the wudu, the adhan for duhar would go off. You know, countless excuses were popping in my head. But for some reason, I felt so aligned and called to go ahead and pray Boha. And so I just closed my journaling session. It just ended in that one sentence. I went ahead, I took wudu and I came to my prayer mat and started praying. And although technically speaking, I should complete my salah as fast as possible, quote unquote, because I needed to pray before the Adhan was over. This was the thoughts that were running in my mind that I should rush, I should complete. But I gave myself permission to ease in. So I went to sujood and I started talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let me narrate to you the content of the conversation with hope that it will inspire you and give you a better picture of what I am trying to narrate. So while I was talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the sujood, I was telling him about how uncomfortable I felt because it was sweating. And I was narrating to him how I got inspired to pray duha. And I thanked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the opportunity. I told Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, I feel so uncomfortable right now. I have no idea as to why the power went off, but I guarded myself from complaining. I did not utter a single word of ingratitude because Ya Rabb, I know that anything and everything that is happening to me in my life is not against me, but it is happening for me. Ya Allah, I have no idea how this power cut is serving me, but I know that this is happening for me and I'm so grateful for it. Thank you so much for this power cut and let the wisdom of this power cut get known to me so I may reach my true potential. And I told Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala how I started journaling and it was five. 57 a.m. and my mind started giving excuses why not to pray duha but I felt inclined and I told him that one of the reasons that inspired me to come and pray was because I am consciously working on my personal growth. I'm consciously asking what is the choice that Allah will be more pleased with and I'm acting from that decision. So ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala please inspire me please open doors of abundance because i have completely submitted myself to you i have completely transformed my life around 
your pleasure. Ya Allah, please let the abundance that you have promised for those who do this come into my life. While I was saying these words that were inspired to me in sujood, a particular ayah that I was reciting the other day popped in my head. And it is from Surah Al-Baqarah, ayah number 40, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya Bani Israel, kuru ni'mati allati an'amtu alaykum wa awfu bi'ahdi wa awfu bi'ahdi ufi bi'ahdikum wa iyaya farhabun Translation O children of Israel Remember my favor which I bestowed upon you and fulfill your obligations to my covenant with you so that I fulfill my obligations to your covenant with me and fear none but me. SubhanAllah, the reason why this ayah popped in my head is because while I was saying this, I was acknowledging the decisions that I was making for the sake of Allah using my free will. And I was asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward me for this effort and to bless me for this effort because we are all faqir, we are all destitute in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at all times. So it's important that we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we are not losing by asking him if there is anyone that we need to humble ourselves and be vulnerable and put forward all of our needs and desires it is none other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so don't shy away take the moment to relax and establish this communication and relationship with your Lord so while I was uttering these words that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I made this decision for you please help me this ayah popped in my head where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, you know, Ya Bani Israel, and this is applicable to us as well, that where Allah is saying, you know, fulfill your duty towards me and I will fulfill my duty towards you. So our duty towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is worshipping him, is submitting ourselves to him, our life, our death, our sacrifice, everything should be fi sabilillah, should be for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah goes on to say in that ayah that I just recited that when we do this, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will do his part. We have no control over what happens to us in our life. We have no control over bringing the things that we desire into our life right here, right now. If anything at all is to happen in our life and it is only possible through the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we want whatever is going to happen in our life in the most blessed and abundant ways which is why it's even more important for us to cling on to the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala completely depend on him because guess what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to disappoint the one who puts his complete trust in him which is why I urge you to take 
the time to communicate your desire to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because this is a problem that most of us have in our hustle culture, that they are so busy that they do not have time to give salah its due diligence. We're doing everything wrong. If we focus on our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah will take care of the rest. That's the attitude that we should adopt. You know, when Ibrahim completed building the Kaaba, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him to call, in a sense, invite people to perform Hajj. Then Ibrahim who was looking at a barren desert, asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, how will I call everyone on earth? You know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded? You do the calling and I will take care of the rest. And this is exactly what we need to understand and apply in our life as well. You know, you can be hustling 24-7, but if you do not have God on your side, there's only so much to what we can do. And you have to realize that the success that we are seeking would be so one-dimensional if the only way we are quantifying success is by the money or the balance that we have in our bank or at hand. It's not only about money. Life is multidimensional and we have to treat it that way. Yes, money is important, but so is health, so is happiness, so is peace, so is our relationship with ourselves, those around us, and above all, our relationship with our God and what we have accumulated for ourselves for the akhirah. The reason why I emphasized on money, it's because very sadly, this is the overemphasized over, if I can say, glorified object in today's hustle-cultured world. And we need to break free from this limited perception and see the holistic whole picture. It's not just about money. So stop narrowing down your perspective. Maybe if you are not someone who is focused on money right now, then maybe what you are focusing too much is your relationship with your children or the significant other in your life. Remember, when you keep focusing on your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and yourself, Allah will take care of the rest. You need to adopt that level of tawakkul. And going back to my previous point, it's important that you have conversation with Allah. Don't say, Ya Allah, give me this. Tell Him why you need it. Tell Him the background story. Allah loves to communicate with you. And this is something that Allah has taught us. Allah has informed us clearly how he wants us to communicate with him. Don't just treat him like this wish granter. He loves when you talk to him. He loves to know how your day went. He loves to know your background story, which is why Allah preserved the way in which the prophets made dua. For an example, Zakariya he was old, his wife was barren, he never had children. But he made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We wouldn't know that Zakaria had no children, nor would we know what were the exact words he used to communicate with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yet Allah preserved it of him saying that he has white hair, he has weak bones. Why? Because Allah wants us to know that he would love to know details. Allah is al-alim. He is all-knowing. Yet it's not about whether or not Allah knows. It's not about you knowing that Allah knows everything. 
It's about the effort that you take to establish the communication with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's when you fully invest in your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will you taste the sweetness of your relationship with God. If you have not prioritized it in your head, then I'm so sorry. The prayers and the communication will not be serving you. In fact, this is the exact reason why many of the individuals, especially our youth and the hustle-minded people have found prayer and their communication with God as a burden, as opposed to the one that enables one to take a break from the noise of this world and just zone in into the ultimate truth that we are the Abd and Allah is our Rabb and He has our back. It is a problem. It's a severe problem and we need to wake up from this. So going back to the ayah that I recited, this was something that gave me so much inspiration and so much of confidence and belief because I have no idea why this ayah popped in my head while I was saying the exact words. And when this ayah really popped in my head, I felt this immense sense of confidence because despite the fact that I was sweating inside my prayer garb, I felt so happy that the power went off because I realized that if not for the power going off and Allah not interrupting my regular pattern, perhaps I would have been too busy to actually make this extra sujood to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When I was saying Alhamdulillah to Allah, despite the apparent discomfort and uneasiness, I knew that this sujood that I'm making, this conversation that I'm having with Allah is far better than any comfort of this world. Because in the remembrance of Allah, do hearts find rest. And now this is where it gets very interesting, right? So I told Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about my situation and then I got up from sujood and I said, Allahu Akbar. And I did the takbir and guess what? Instantly, the power came on. Like, I swear, I was getting goosebumps and I started shivering. You can consider it coincident. Perhaps it's a coincident as well. But it was so timely from the conversation that I had and me getting up with that sense of confidence, saying Allah is great, Allah Akbar, and time that takbiran on the spot. You know what's interesting? I knew that this is exactly how Allah willed it to happen, maktub. Not a second before, not a second after. If it was a second before, I would still be in sujood. If it was in a second after, probably I was reciting Surah Al-Fatiha. But it was right after I said the takbir. And subhanAllah, honestly, I have no words to describe how I was feeling at that moment. If I were to put it in a statement, honestly, I felt heard. I felt heard by Asamiya. I felt heard by Al-Mujib. I felt heard by Al-Khabir. I felt seen by Al-Basir. SubhanAllah. You know, Allah taught us His names and attributes so that we don't just memorize it, but we internalize it and we use it to connect with Him on a deeper level. 
Subhanallah, when I went to sujood, I couldn't help but start crying. It was like from this incident, starting all the way from the parkat when I woke up, it was like Allah was preparing me by loosening my heart so that I can cry out to Him. You see, talking to Allah is one thing, but communicating with Him in an emotional way where you feel the goosebumps, where your heart is trembling and your eyes are crying, that's a whole new experience and it's such a big, big blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And honestly, this is one of the experiences that I received after this incident that I just narrated to you. And I truly believe that everything happens in our life in a divinely ordered fashion. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is because yesterday I sent the Raw Monday Musings letter, for short RMM. For those of you who do not know what Raw Monday Musings is, it is a soulful letter that I send weekly straight to your inbox where we talk all things personal development and faith. If you have not joined the tribe yet, then feel free to do so. I will make sure that I insert the link below. So that being said, yesterday was a Monday and I sent yesterday's Raw Monday Musings letter. And this concept of loosening of the hardened heart is something that I very slightly touched upon in yesterday's letter. So I would like to take a moment right now to read to you a small part of yesterday's letter. So this is what I wrote, quote, As trialing as this year was, I must admit that this year was one of my breakthrough years. Alhamdulillah, despite all the things that happened around the world and in my personal life, reflecting back, God helped me flourish. I was able to make major paradigm shifts that not just changed my mental state and relationships, but I was able to break my own personal income goals. Alhamdulillah. Quite interestingly, when I was doing gardening this week, a reflection popped into my head, which I believe would be a perfect analogy. Here's a quick gardening 101 for you. When you grow plants, you need to occasionally loosen the soil. This in turn helps the roots breathe more easily when going deeper into the soil, making the overall plant more healthy and strong. I was loosening the soil with a gardening fork, being careful not to hurt the plant's root when I got this inspiration. What I was doing seemed harsh and hurtful in the apparent. You can imagine what the plant would be saying if it could talk as I was loosening the soil with a sharp object. I imagine a scream. Yet, we know that what I was doing is solely for the plant's well-being. It's vital. In fact, not loosening the soil can be detrimental in the long run. And I truly believe we can relate this to our life. Sometimes Allah tests us with things that may shake us to our very core. But we need to remember that our most merciful Rabb will not do anything except that it is good for us. God loves you and he is your biggest supporter. I'm sure you can relate to the fact 
that it's comparatively easier to humble ourselves and develop hushur in our prayers when things are harder in life than when everything is well. And in this light, I like to see all the tests that may be in my way as opportunities to climb the Jannah ladder than indications of God's work that's meant to break me down. Remember, Shaitan wants you to despair while God wants you to prosper, which is why time and time again he reminds us of his mercy. So my dear, let's humble ourselves and completely surrender ourselves to God. With him are the keys to all the doors you wish to open, whether it be relationship goals, financial goals, etc. Nothing is impossible with God on your side. Nothing. I am witnessing him working in my life every single day in the most subtle and gracious ways. And Allah, the subtle, is working in your life too. Believe it. Feel it. Unquote. So, like you can see from the letter that I sent just yesterday that I myself had kind of forgotten about in terms of the main crux of it until this very moment, um, I was basically speaking about how in hardships there are opportunities and how it's easier to develop khushur in salah during the trialing times than at ease, at least from my personal experience. So what I'm going to say in terms of this divine order is how I spoke about loosening the soil being important for the plant's growth. I want you to realize that when God shakes you, he's just loosening you so that he can make you grow. It may be big trials that really crush you, or it may be even minute discomforts like what happened to me today in terms of the power going off. It all depends on the perspective you decide to hold. For me personally, I love to see life and I know that everything happening in my life, whether it's mind discomfort or anything greater, may Allah ease our affairs and open doors of abundance upon us and really help us through everything that's happening in our life. But despite whatever is happening in our life, despite of the magnitude, we have to realize and we have to know that everything is happening for us, whether it be a power cut, whether it be you forgetting your phone and going out somewhere, whether it be you not being able to answer a particular call on time, whether it be you just tripping and having a fall, Allah protect us all. You get the idea. No matter what happens to you, no matter what level of discomfort you are experiencing, I invite you to see everything happening for you instead of against you so that you may see everything as opportunities that is helping you get closer to Allah than matters that are there to make your life harder. You see the mental shift that's required and moving on. Another interesting thought that popped in my mind while I was reflecting on this entire incident because basically after this incident, what I did was I grabbed my journal and started writing, which is why I'm literally referencing to my journal, like I mentioned before, 
while I am recording this podcast. So while I was reflecting and journaling, this is another thought that popped in my mind. And that is different beings have different ways of connecting. Personally, I find it more, if I can say, emotional or easier to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to ground in self-awareness when I am using writing therapy. Likewise, different individuals have different modes in which they find more aligned. For an example, when it comes to my relationship with my husband and me, uh, we I love to connect with him by talking on deep, growth-driven, philosophical stuff. But when it comes to him, he loves to spend time and connect with me doing stuff, whether it is fixing something up, washing his vehicle, or even just sitting down and watching something about someone fixing something. That's something that really is alignment with my husband and his idea of establishing communication and my sister and I we like to just chill and talk about all the different stuff catch up on YouTube videos and that's one of the ways in which we love to communicate with each other and there's another friend of mine um, we love to connect by going shopping for stationery books talking about growth related stuff checking out and exploring different cute cafes together. So what I'm going to say is that you need to find out what is the most aligned way for you to establish your communication with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like I said, for me, it is writing therapy. It really helps me establish myself, feel inspired. It's easier for me to be more emotional and be more grounded when I'm using writing therapy to communicate with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Likewise for you, it may be something else. Maybe you find it more aligned for your personality when you are talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in sujood or when you are talking to someone else about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or when you are reciting the Quran or when you are doing dhikr while you are doing work or when you are just reflecting while exploring the different parts of the world. So you need to find out what helps you stay grounded and do that more often. But while we are doing that, we also need to realize that there is a way in which how Allah loves to communicate with us. And one of the number one ways in which he has expressed his mode of desire and one of the number one ways in which Allah has expressed this desire of his to communicate is through salah which is why countless times in the Quran we see about Allah telling us to establish the salah so much so that salah is a part of Islam is one of the pillars of Islam and it is the distinguishing factor between a believer and a disbeliever so salah is not just uttering words but it is a means in which we can communicate with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is why it's important for us to be present which is why it's important for us to put effort to understand what is it that we are saying I understand not all of us are Arabs 
But did you know that not all Arabs have the same level of khushur because they do not speak the classical Arabic. So if you're saying that I'm not an Arab, so I don't understand Arabic, then it could be an excuse that you're using. There's absolutely no excuse. If the relationship to Allah is important to you, which it should be, in fact, it's the number one relationship you should be established in, then you should put in effort in whatever way you are capable of. Like I was saying, Salah is the way that Allah has chosen for me as his desired way of communicating with me. Isn't it so beautiful to look at Salah in this perspective that, you know, when my husband and I are trying to build a healthy relationship, it's not me always expecting him to spend time the way I find most alignment in. In the sense, I'm not always demanding him to sit and talk about growth-related, deep philosophical stuff. Nor is he demanding me to keep watching the DIY videos with him because it is not exactly aligned with me, but I put in the effort and over time kind of find his DIY technical videos amusing as well because I'm invested in the relationship. I understand that it's not just take, 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 but it is give and take. It's about balance. And I believe this is similar or this is something that's applicable to our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because nowadays we live in a world where people do not like to be even associated with the word religion. In fact, they found this fancy bougie word called spirituality. So much so that I've heard countless people tell to me personally that I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. And I respect that. But however, we need to remember that the deen of Islam is not just based on spiritual vibe, Pinterest or YouTube vlog style stuff. It's a way of life. And salah is not something that you do because you feel spiritual or you need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for something. But it should be an integral part of your identity. You need to realize that this is something Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose for us. And it's not a burden, but it's a blessing. It's this um, medium that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen for us. So alhamdulillah for salah. And, and to be honest, I'm so grateful for the fact that the electricity or the power went off because honestly, if not for this quote-unquote so-called discomfort in my life, I wouldn't be recording this podcast nor would I have recorded the last week's podcast because both of this happened based off this very incident. You see, no matter what happens in your life, whether it is apparently good or bad, if your mindset is right, then you can turn even the hardship in your favor. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Yaqulullahu ta'ala, ana inda wanni abdibi wa ana ma'ahu idha da'an. Allah the Exalted said, I am as my servant thinks of me and I am with him whenever he invokes me. Do you hear me? 
Allah said that he is as my servant thinks of me. So imagine how amazing your life would be if you were to carry out every single day with the attitude that whatever is happening for you, good or bad, is for you. The reason why I'm saying good or bad, you might be thinking, okay, if something good is happening, then it's such a no-brainer, it is happening for you. But you wouldn't believe in my coaching practice how many people feel anxious and paranoid when something good happens to them. Because instead of enjoying the blessing, they are overcome with this fear. Oh my God, something's good is happening right now, which means what's about to happen next is something bad. So they sit and wait for a rainy day without really enjoying the moment. Which is why I'm saying, change your attitude. Whatever is happening is for you. So there's no real good or bad when everything is for you, isn't it? And like I was saying, Alhamdulillah, I am so grateful to be able to make extra sajda today. That is the duha that was inspired or that was triggered by this power card, which I'm so grateful for. I'm so grateful for this moment because it enabled me, it granted me the tawfiq, it acted as a stepping stone for me to strengthen the desire that I have to increase in sajda. You know, I personally find it a bit more challenging to get back on track in terms of my relationship with Allah after that break period of the month. But alhamdulillah, when you have intentions, Allah gives you opportunities, which is why, just a side point, set intentions. Because not long ago, I actually read this particular hadith of Prophet ﷺ where Rabia ibn Ka'b reported that he spent the night with the Messenger of Allah ﷺ and he brought water with him for the Prophet ﷺ for him to do his ablution and fulfill his needs. Then the Prophet ﷺ said to Rabia an, Sal, in a sense, ask. And to this, Rabia radiallahu and said, I ask for your companionship in paradise. The Prophet then responded, And anything beside that? And to this he said, That is all. Then the Prophet gave this very profound and beautiful response, which we all should reflect on. The Prophet said, then help me do it for you by prostrating often. Prophet ﷺ told the Sahaba who said that he does not need anything except for the companionship of our beloved Prophet ﷺ in paradise, saying that if you want that, then please help me by doing more prostration. Subhanallah. So, when I read this hadith, I really wanted to increase in prostration. But deep down, I i don't know, for some weird reason, I was just putting it off. I just had this desire and I kept building on this desire. And Alhamdulillah, to this opportunity that was hidden as a discomfort, 
or that was disguised i think that's a better word that was disguised as a discomfort that i'm able to rejuvenate the power of my intention because from this moment onwards i told allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ya allah thank you so much for this beautiful experience of conversation with you because now i'm going to try even harder to increase in my prostration ya allah please make it easy for me and i pray that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala eases it for you as well ameen so wrap up this episode with a summary and conclusion and key takeaways let me thank today's sponsor which is our growth driven membership platform soul sister circle soul sister circle is a platform to be if you are a growth driven muslima who wants to leave behind a massive legacy make paradigm shifts and accelerate your growth inshallah more details about soul sister circle is in the link given below i sincerely hope to see you there alhamdulillah all of our strivers inside the soul sister circle membership platform are crushing it life they have been making massive transformation in their lives and pivoting and accelerating their way to success and i would really love you to join us because i would like to help you and coach you to experience it as well and that being said so concluding from today's episode if you want to experience such instances where you are establishing communication with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you want to be more aware of this responses that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving you for your dua then it is only possible when you are living a conscious life because when you are living a conscious life you are being mindful and you're being proactive and you are reflecting on everything that is happening to you if not if you're not living a conscious life then you are not really being proactive you're just being reactive and it's easier for you to be a part of the herd so it's important for us to break the pattern of being of the masses instead become a leader by first and foremost leading our life consciously and the second thing i wanted to say is that it's important for us to adopt an attitude of try and try and try and try and try because we will never fail nor will we ever lose as long as we keep trying the only time when we will ever lose in our life is when we quit so whether it is you trying to establish khushu' in your salah keep trying whether it is you trying to build your relationship with allah keep trying whether it is you trying to live a more conscious and mindful life keep trying you get the idea it's all about trying and trying and trying and this is the journey you know there's never going to be a time where your life is going to be perfect because this dunya is not meant for it and we are not meant for perfection because we are weak and allah tells that about ourselves to us so let's quit unrealistic perfectionist goals and focus on practicality and what's real and what's real is that this life is going to be a constant journey of growth and for us to keep progressing we need to continually try without giving up while having confidence in ourselves and the god who created us 
And thirdly, most importantly, please acknowledge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your life. No matter what goals you want to achieve, no matter which position you want in your life, no matter whatever you get the idea, acknowledge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your life. If you want greatness in your life, then it is only possible by cooperating with Allah because your efforts alone, your strategies alone can only take you this far. If you really want accelerated growth, then you need to work with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and don't be disheartened when you face challenges because why give up why have negative thoughts when you have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on your side and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the Rabbul Alameen is listening to you he's listening to you right now he wills good for you which is why you are listening to this growth driven podcast episode right now If there is one thing I have been saying all this time, it is build your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Maybe you do not have to have that aha moment like I had with the power coming on. But you listening to this podcast episode is enough of a sign. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Baqarah, ayah number 186, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitani Rajeem. وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِ إِذَا دَعَانِ فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُوا لِي وَلْيُؤْمِنُوا بِي لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْشُدُونَ Translation When my servant asks you about me, then tell him that I am near. I respond to the call of one when he prays to me, so they should respond to me and have faith in me so that they may be on the right path. So my dear, feel confident, feel powerful, feel positive, feel encouraged. Feel empowered because Allah is near you and He is listening to you. He is listening to the words you whisper. He is listening to the desires of your heart. He is listening to you right now. So make sure that you are praying to Him because Allah said that when we pray to Him, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not just listening, but He will respond to us and Allah is going on to say that it's important for us to have faith in him so respond to Allah with faith the little inspiration that you have in your heart that's always saying there's more for you respond to that inspiration go chase your goals you know that little inspiration saying in your heart that you are a leader acknowledge that leadership live your role and have faith in Allah Because the Lord who gave you the dream will also give you the means to achieve it. The only question is, are you willing to do what it takes to make your dream a reality? Allah is doing his part by giving you this inspiration first and foremost. And the gap between your current state and your dream life state can only be bridged 
when you do the work. And for you to do the work, you need God's help. So work with faith. Work while cooperating with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he is near you and he is listening to you and he wants you to succeed. Inshallah, I hope you benefited from this episode. Hope to catch you next week with a brand new episode. Till then, this is me, your coach and host, Shamima Shah Jahan, signing off saying, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Don't forget to leave a review and also follow me on Instagram, Shamima underscore Shaj, as I am more active there. See ya, take care.